0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member of Kia ora, welcome to the Enterprise Canterbury Sports Corner for the 12th of August. Hope everybody's week has been fantastic. What about these mornings? What about seeing some snow on the porties? Seriously, it's been a freezing old week and uh, I did tempt fate. I went up Rapaki earlier on in the week and I thought, do you know what? feels like we're just flirting with spring a little bit and uh, next thing I know, there's snow up there. So how classic is that? But hopefully your week has been good. We've got a big show for you this morning uh, to preview a hell of a lot of good sport going on this weekend with a, a bunch of genuinely great can tabs involved. Who are we going to chat to? We've got Cullen Grace coming up in our weekly chat with uh, Canterbury Rugby. Cullen Grace, he's had a horrid, a wretched run with injuries, that broken collarbone, the dislocated kneecap. But He's a champion young fella, and um, he hasn't let injuries in a Rugby World Cup year derail his season, and I'm suspecting he is going to be starting or working his way back into that Canterbury side at take on North Harbour tomorrow. Tom Walsh, well, he is a great cantab, of course, from down the line, South Canterbury, and based up in Christchurch, he's been in Europe, and after his monster throw recently at the London Diamond League, he is uh, spot on for the World Athletic Championships, which start... A week or just under a week today in Budapest. So looking forward to catching up with Tom Walsh. He's as I say a great man, and he's just coming into form at the right time. Canterbury Rugby League finals. What's the pointy end of the season? There, Will Evans is everything rugby league in this part of the world. We got the Panthers and the Hornets, of course, ahead of the women's fi- uh, semi-final on Sunday at Napunawai as well. And John Shearer, Mid Canterbury head coach, because it's Heartland season. And we love Heartland season. And uh, the Mid-Canterbury Hammers, yeah, the Hammers, They just went down in the Lahore Cup final last year. They'll be looking to build on that season. I think it's John's second year in charge of the team now. So we'll catch up with him. That's what's coming up in the show. Uh, Gee, it's been a big week. As I said, we had an All Blacks team named um, just going through there. It was great to see Fletcher Newell named in that squad. Leithfield Beach representing fantastic. Of course, Cody Taylor, uh, a long-time member of that squad. We had Tamaiti Williams who was probably right on the cusp, but he just had his two caps. And um, I was so glad to see Big Tamati named, of course. Uh, Scott Barrett, he's Taranaki, but he's pretty much a Cantabrian at the stage, can't we say? Uh, Sam Whitelock, he certainly is. An, and and uh, obviously coming back from injury, great to see Big Sammy there as well. And in the backs, of course, Richie Moonga. Um, well, he's, he really is out and out. Canterbury, everything. Canterbury really raised and played all his rugby out hey, of course, Linwoods and Andrews and Canterbury Crusaders, so good to see Richie have that number 10 jersey. Uh, the Black Cap squad, well, of course, that was named as well, the ODI squad for England. Tom Latham's going to captain that squad, a great Cantabrian. Um, of course, we got Henry Nicholls there, Darren Mitchell playing his cricket in this part of the world as well, and Matt Henry, it was good to see Matt Henry catch up uh, here, Matt Henry on with Smithy earlier in the week, as was Trent Bolt, so some massive news there, Trent Bolt, and Cole Jamieson, who spent a lot of time in this part of the world uh, here playing for Canterbury down at Hagley, it was um, fantastic to see him back from injury, and of course, the uh, speaking of the rugby a little bit earlier, well... The MPC the side and FPC sides got off to a roaring start. 42-12 for the Canterbury women's side and uh, 43-11. Similar scorelines over Northland, the Canterbury men. So we've got plenty going on. We've got a big show ahead. Enterprise, the recruitment company improving people's lives for over 50 years, I think we're probably just going to rip straight in and come back with Cullen Grace. Round two of the MPC this weekend, and uh, it was a red-hot Canterbury. Once they clicked into gear against the Taniwha last weekend, oh, it was a thing of beauty, and, and they put them away late with some uh, lovely, lovely play after it, being tight enough in the, in the first half. Uh, so we roll on this weekend, of course, as the MPC does, and it's a Sunday game against, of course, North Harbour. Um, and I am suspecting that being round two we're gonna get some familiar faces back into this Canterbury lineup. And I have got one of them on the phone with me this morning. We've got Cullen Grace, who's had a, a bit of a wretched run with injuries, it's fair to say, and, and it's good to chat to you, Cullen, and it's um it's really, really good to know that you you're back to be able to be named in a, a Canterbury side. It must be quite relieving after an interesting six months or so.
1: Yeah, I'm absolutely stoked to be back out there. Um, it's a team that I've, I've always loved playing for, and it's got all my mates in it. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to just playing some footy and having some fun.
0: Look, for a, a younger fella, man, you've you've had a, a bit of a tough run. And injuries are always a part of the game. But the, the collarbone, and then the just as you were starting to find a bit of form for the Crusaders, it was the kneecap, wasn't it, in that Waratahs game and yeah. It must must have been pretty deflating and I'm sure you've, you've probably done a lot of work on the mental side of uh, the, being an athlete as well as the physical side over the last six months.
1: Yeah, I think that's what you probably don't realise sometimes is, um, yeah, you think it's all fun and games playing rugby but there's also that sort of um, other side of it with the injuries and stuff so um, it is definitely a hard process to go through especially when you're starting to play some good footy mm-hmm. and then you start... Um, going backwards a wee bit in terms of your body and getting these injuries so um, yeah I guess it is frustrating but there's also things you can sort of work on outside of rugby and um, whether it be study or just um, getting in touch with, we've got a lot of support around our sort of mental side of the game and there's always a lot of things you can do outside of the game when you're not on the field and to better yourself and that so um, yeah that's been a of a long process for me, but um, I'm pretty happy to be um, starting to come out the other side of it now, and um, being able to play some footy this weekend is really exciting.
0: It's, it's really neat, the Crusaders and the Canterbury Network, you know, you guys are out of the same building down there, it, it's very much been a family, and, and Razor had made that really clear in his time as Canterbury coach, and then Crusaders coach, and it must help being that tight-knit group when times do get tough, and when injuries strike, because Look, it wasn't just you through the Super Rugby season. It, at one stage, the injury ward was well and truly double figures, and it, you must have all been looking around at each other like, what's going on?
1: Yeah, it was a wee bit, a wee bit weird. Um, there was a lot of injuries, but I think, yeah, that's just how the game goes sometimes. You sort of go through patches of um, having no injuries and then all of a sudden everyone's injured. But um, we did have a yeah, a, a big group of us, and we all sort of tried to stay well connected and support each other in that space. So in a way it was good to have a group of sort of boys that weren't out there, but it would have been nice to be, to be out there playing as well.
0: So just on the, the body front, and we, we move on to the footy, but how, so you, your collarbone, you got fully back to fitness and then had you ever had troubles with your knees previously or was it just a freak situation?
1: Um, yeah, when I was real young, I did the same injury. Um yeah, I was back in summer playing rugby on the field at um primary school so Oh wow. Um yeah, that that long ago so um yeah, it was a bit of a familiar feeling when I when I did it I knew I knew what I did so um yeah, it wasn't quite as bad back then I sort of did it on the field and was out there for a while waiting for an ambulance to come and uh, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't wasn't very fun but this time it's You never for the, forget
0: that you never forget that stuff as a kid, eh? <laughs>
1: No, no, and no. um, I remember at the time uh, my sister, my little sister, was at the school, and um, she went back to class, and one of her mates had told her that um, her brother was dying on the field, so she was a bit upset.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, but that's it, you know because you didn't die, it's it's kind of funny, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's yeah, it's funny looking back on now.
0: Okay, so it was a familiar injury, um, and. And obviously you haven't rushed yourself. I mean, the the dangle of a World Cup. I mean, that's the other element to this. And there's been so many guys that were kind of up against the clock and um, dudes in a similar situation as you, Ethan Blackadder, etc. And I know Moods was very close as well. So it, it's a it's a, a niggly time of year or a, a year in the calendar, but it is what it is. So the, the body is feeling really, really good, and as good as you've you got full confidence in it. Like there's no trepidation going back out there this weekend against North Harbour.
1: No, I don't think you can do that going back on the field. You can't really be focused on getting hurt or um, having those sort of doubts in your head. So I'm feeling good and I think that confidence is backed up by um, a good rehab process that I've been through and um, yeah, getting some good training in on the field. Um, so yeah, if, at the moment I'm pretty much just worried about getting on the field and playing rugby and just enjoying it. And, if, that sort of, yeah, if other opportunities pop up, then I'd be stoked, but it's not at the forefront of my mind at the moment.
0: Yep, fair enough. And when you look through this uh, Canterbury full pack, I mean, you are surrounded by um, some serious experience, uh, bolstered by Luke Romano coming out of retirement. You've got Ben Finnell back in the mix. Um, obviously, you've played a lot of footy with Tom Christie. Billy Harmon's been a, an absolute workhorse for a number of years now. It, there's a, a real good core group uh, to build around. What, what sort of things are you going to be focusing on as far as your game goes when you get back out there? I mean, it's another season NPC. It's a great opportunity to grow as a player. So are there any focus areas for yourself personally?
1: Um, yeah, firstly, it's awesome to have those those guys back. Like, the amount of experience that's in the team is, is unreal. And um, I think for myself and... Even some of the younger players coming through, it's awesome to have those guys in there and um like Romano and Crotty and those guys who have played a lot of rugby and played at all that level. Um yeah, it's awesome having them around the training um paddock and Yeah, um, yeah, I I think at the moment for myself it's I'm having a big focus on just enjoying the game and being grateful to be out in the field. Um, I think I play my best rugby when I'm when I'm doing that
0: makes sense it, had you had much um communication from former players like you know as a, as a youngster coming through as i said the crusaders network's really tight have you you know had much comms with a Kieran reed or, or someone like that just giving you a little pointer here and there or filling you with confidence that you're on the right track
1: yeah yeah Kieran, um he does a, a wee bit of leadership stuff with, with our group and the crusaders um and so it's a wee bit of sort of mentoring the younger boys through and teaching them a wee bit about leadership. And um, I really enjoyed that that process and um, he's a really good man to sort of pick his brain because um, it's not very often that you can talk to someone who's sort of not playing, has has all that experience, but is also like fresh off playing, if you know mm. what I mean, like... A lot of yep. the coaches have sort of played, but sort of a wee while ago. But he's sort of quite fresh, and he's got a lot of knowledge that he can sort of pass down as well.
0: He's old, but he's not that old, and he he understands the <laughs> he, he understands the um the, like the well, you know the demands of the professional game because let's face it, the game has changed so much in the last twenty even ten years really. So, uh, totally understand that, mate. All right. Well, before we let you crack on, um, North Harbour threats. What has a, a massive focus for you guys been building up this week?
1: Um, I think we probably want to. Hey, man, I think we probably want to start a bit better than last week. Um, we know that they've got a lot of firepower in their their forward pack, and they've got a lot of big boys out there. So um, we know they're going to bring it to us physically, and as a forward pack, we want to step up. And yeah, we want to play a good platform for the backs in the in the first twenty. Um, I think last week we. We're a bit dis- disappointed in our start, so I think that'll be a big focus this week.
0: Makes sense. Hey, enjoy it, mate. Um, Look, congratulations you ever get back to this point, and it sounds like you're in a really good place mentally and physically. So, no, it's good to hear Cullen, and um, just go, on and as you as you said rightly so, go and enjoy your footy, and, and good things will happen. So, great to catch up, man. Thanks, though. appreciate it, mate. Good to catch up. Trident Homes, designed for living, built for life. Proud supporters of community sports across Christchurch. Check out our modern home plans and show home locations at tridenthomes.com. In Z and uh, it's a massive deal for our communities all right around New Zealand, but especially through Canterbury. Uh, of course, Hartley and Championship Provincial Footy, it, it really is the lifeblood. Uh, we had Brendan Laney earlier on SCNZ this week saying that it very much still is a, a feeder competition as well. Um, it's important to the ra- rugby ecosystem across New Zealand, so it's wonderful to see the competition back again this year getting underway a little bit later on and at the Ashburton Showgrounds today we've got Mid Canterbury taking on North Targo so just one jurisdiction over and uh, to talk us through the start of the year we've got John Sherrod on the line he looks after the Hammers as their head coach. John morning to you, hope everything is going well Yeah all good with us, thanks for having us no worries, mate. Hey, it's um, it's I just think it's a wonderful time of year for rugby because we've got rep footy through the community, we've got Heartland back, the NPC's back now, and we're building to a uh, Rugby World Cup. So on, on all levels, it's um, it's a beautiful time to be involved with the game, isn't it? I totally agree. Yeah, it's pretty full on when you uh, sort of summarise it that way, but yeah, it's
2: a great time of year, mate. Looking forward to it.
0: So last year, mate, you, you made the, uh, the Lahore Cup final, I believe, uh, East Coast. Mm-hmm. They managed to get the job done and it's a special part yep. of the world up there, isn't it, mate? And, um, you know, yeah. as your first year in charge as the head coach of the team, what, what did you learn throughout the year and how did you kind of enjoy the, the whole season?
2: Oh, I think, yeah, overall, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, sort of first time being involved in, in the heart level, and, you know, it was awesome. And I think out of that season, you know, players got to know me, I got to know them as well as the coaching group. So we took a lot of stuff out, to be fair, and really comfortable with where we sit right now and, and looking forward to uh, going to North Otago.
0: How much retention do you get of players in Heartland, um Rugby, John. Like especially as you, coming in, you've probably you know put your philosophy, your your stamp on the team. Now after a year, you, you want to keep a, a good core of players to be able to keep that culture and be able to build something. So, do you retain most of the players? You know, eighty percent, seventy-five percent. What would you say? Yeah, look, I I think we're about sort of
2: eighty-five. Uh, 85- really. Um, you know and I think it's really important um, you know with local clubs so one of the drivers is that we do fund um, the hammers from them and then we again to your earlier question we clearly identified two or three positions that we needed to um, fill I suppose outside of the area and um, we've done that quite successfully so I'm really happy that we've got a strong nucleus back from last year In the boys are wanting to sort of really rip into it this year.
0: So who have you managed to... So, And that's wonderful to hear because, it, look, and that's a massive part of what Heartland Rugby has to do, right? It has to promote from within, has to use club rugby as your, the bulk of your player base in these regions. But um, I do find that, like i always found it interesting, the players that get brought in. So which key positions have you had to go looking and, and source a couple of guns?
2: I think we looked at uh, really a lock locking area and... And I think most teams will always say if you've got a good 10 um, at Heartland level that can drive your team around and execute your game plan, um, then you're going to have a pretty good chance of, of being successful. So I think we've secured um, the 10 role, um, and we've picked up really three other guys that are filling a hooker role, lock six, and a loose forward role. So um, we're really pleased the way they've, they've come into the group and um, looking forward to, to them complementing what we've got and actually growing us um, further in the year.
0: John, how do you go about uh, scouting or doing analysis <laughs> for uh, the early season Heartland games? I mean, you're, you'd probably be assuming that North Otago similar to yourself. I mean, for the most part, they keep a lot of players and, and there might be a similar kind of structure in place from last year, but... For the early kind of stages of the competition are you kind of just is it is there a bit of a feeling out process that goes involved? Yeah, I think, I think you you work out um, who's going to put their
2: hand up um, from from the year before um, making sure that they're on board again. And I'm very fortunate here that um, I live in Christchurch and I coach locally here in Christchurch. so I keep an eye on the local competition and then um, two of my co-coaches uh, do the job down in, in Mid Canterbury because um, okay. there 's also a a combined competition um, with a couple of other unions as well, so that 's the first part of the the season uh, um, so we, we we spread the load and for me it 's in around having a look at those key areas that we potentially need to fill, knowing what we actually have got um, through through the four four clubs in ashburton so it work it 's worked really well um, and again, we were quite clear on what we wanted to. In terms of the positions that we needed, and um, I think we've done that very, very well.
0: Is it, it's rugby's changed a wee bit, in, in over the last kind of decade and a bit, <laughs> as far as um, well, obviously, for and, and pretty much every face <laughs> of it, but especially around schoolboys and the way that you know how people become professional now, and and a lot of the yep. time there's the super or there's these academies, obviously, so a lot of the, the talented first fifteen players they'll go straight through there. Do you get much youth in the Heartland, and is there an opportunity, are you being able to select or encourage Colts players or even players coming out of First 15 to, to look at Heartland as an option to progress themselves? Yeah, I think it's, it's really interesting. You've got, to, you've got to be quite careful around your balance.
2: So if you're talking what you can get out of, say, the four clubs in the Ashburton district. Um, yeah, we, we showed last year with one of the guys. He was um, 18 at the time, um, Hooker, you know. Um, wow. But... But showed it showed, you know, just the good old farming boy, you know, he just mucked <laughs> in and got his job got the job done. Um this year another young fella's stepping up as well. Um, a little bit of talent about this kid, you know. And yeah, we I've always had the open door policy that um if we can do our homework, and, um, you know, and I talk about four clubs, but you know, there's, there's even another couple of clubs that have actually we've taken taken a couple of players from, which they thoroughly, you know, recognise has been a great thing that they're not off the radar. So it's about us making sure we can talk and get the inside knowledge and then bring those kids into the environment and kind of see where they're at. Um, Being mindful, we've got to look after them. They're still growing at 18, 19. Um, Mm. But all of a sudden, they can have a great future, you know, with the hammers over over a 10-year period, let's say. So, yeah, a bit of work goes in behind the scenes, to be honest with you, but it's working well at the moment.
0: No, that that's really interesting, and I I I do understand what you mean as well. And, and not everyone can go on to have a professional career, and and for heartland, for a lot of guys, can be a, as you say, a decade long thing that is a massive part of their life, and that's a a huge part of those kind of you know that level under the semi pro player as well. Um, now it makes perfect sense to me, John. You better you better tell us who this talented youngster is, so we can watch and and see, um, you know, hopefully a young talent okay. progress. Who do we look? Who are we looking Keeping for?
2: On. Keep an eye on young Sam Pierce. Yep.
0: Okay. Yeah,
2: yep, yeah. Yep. He's um, there's something about him, and I like to think that we might see a little bit of that uh, against North Otago. So putting no pressure on the kid, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I love I, I, I love what he said. He's just come off um, having a week away with the New Zealand Mar- Marist team as well on the, sort of oh, a week long yeah. tour, so which he thoroughly enjoyed and, and got a lot out of. So again, there's another opportunity. Um, for, for some of the kids like that so yeah looking forward to seeing what Sam can bring us this year.
0: Wonderful mate well all the best uh, later on for of course North Otago and then as the season progresses I'm sure we'll be able to track you down for another catch up hopefully the season starts off well for you guys John and and we can talk about a bit of success and we'll follow Sam and, and the, ho- the whole crew so thanks for taking time to join the Canterbury Sports Corner this morning mate and uh, we will yeah as I say follow your progress throughout the se- season.
2: We really appreciate the opportunity and uh, good work on what you guys are doing. Much appreciated.
0: Well, we like to get across all sports and all ball sports here on the Enterprise Canterbury Sports Corner, and it is the pointy end of the season for many winter sports, including Rugby League in the region and we have got two wonderful knockout games of footy this weekend to get our teeth into one on the men's side and one on the women's side as well and Will Evans well he's everything rugby league in this part of the world in Canterbury and we've got him on the line for a Canterbury rugby league finals preview Will uh, I must say a, a current um Eastern Blues AFL teammate so this is a, a real pleasure to catch up with you mate how you been
3: yeah, great, mate. Uh, great to have a kick with you the other day. and looking forward to getting out on the field with you. But uh, for now, we're focusing on, on the uh, local Rugby League finals. And yeah, big weekend, mate. It's uh, plenty at stake. Only the two games, but grand final spots on the line. So it's very exciting.
0: Yeah, that's right. It is um, it is definitely the pointy end of the season. We've got on Saturday, uh, we've got later on the 2.45 kickoff, Hornby-Hallswell at Lesley Park on the men's side. And then tomorrow, sorry, we've got uh, the sydenham wollstone women's game at Ngapunaway, the semi-final there. So uh, for the right to take on Linwood in the final, Hornby-Halswell, and I understand Hornby are looking to rally to make sure they can give themselves another chance to to win it all.
3: Yeah, that's right. They finished four points clear in the Mazzetti Cup uh, at the top of the table and, and had the home major semi last week against the, the old arch rivals uh, Linwood. They've obviously played a stack of grand finals against each other and uh, Formby probably would have gone in as favourites um, after after a couple of big wins over the Cares during the regular season but um, 21-20 the Cares got up Daniel Hartley field goal, dramatic uh, Dramatic match. They found themselves on their heels, on the heels early, and, and fourth back, but just couldn't quite get it done. The end. So uh, into this prelim now, the Panthers, but disappointing. You, you'd like to go straight into the grand final if you're uh, if you top the table, especially by that sort of margin. But uh, the Panthers have been in this preliminary final stage uh, plenty over the last few years, many times against Horswell, um, and gone on to to reach a decider. So uh, they'll be fairly confident, but. Horswell with a bit of momentum, good win last week over Eastern Eagles in the sudden Death Elimination Final, uh, 20 to 16. They they got up in a, a hard fought one at Horswell Domain, and uh, yeah, these neighbouring clubs uh, they certainly uh, certainly get stuck into each other, and it's certainly certain to be a, a physical and uh, tight one. You'd think at Leslie Park,
0: there's a, gr- a rich history between these two clubs, isn't there, going back a wee while, Will.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Eleven grand finals I've played in. Uh, the, obviously, the the uh, older listeners uh, amongst um, uh, out there will remember the the four straight grand finals they played uh, in the 80s. Um, wow. Horswell's last grand final appearance. They they um so are, are chasing their first grand final appearance uh, since 2014 when they uh, when they won the won the decider against celebration. a year two years before that, they played uh, Hornby and lost both in extra time. So. Yeah, rich history between these uh, clubs, obviously being uh, Westside Neighbours, uh, adds a, an extra thread to that as well. And, and in the last two seasons, um, the Panthers have beaten the Hornets in, uh, in, the, in this preliminary final, so the corresponding game. Hard-fought ones at uh, 22-14 at home in 2021 and went down to Hallsville's domain and, and won 16-6 last year to, to uh, grab that grand final spot. So, uh, yeah, they've
2: played...
3: Uh, a, a, Played a lot at this time of the year over the years and recently, and uh, yeah, it's it's certainly going to be a barn burner out there.
0: You know there's different theories isn't there about whether it's better to keep playing through finals and even if you drop a game just to keep momentum and, and to keep the body in footy footy mode or the alternative is if you win you get that week off you rest you can refocus straight away you can get extra time to game plan. What does the, the record say down here in Canterbury Rugby League around if you, you get that time off and you go straight to the grand final is that I mean that would logically make sense but is that what's reflected in the record?
3: Yeah, it's a bit of a 50-50, I guess. I mean, if you go through, straight through the grand final uh, first, and, and particularly in this 14 format, you're likely to play the same team again in, in the decider. Um, but it probably is about a 50-50 uh, record in recent seasons. Uh, we saw, we've seen Limwood go down to Hornby and then come back and win the uh, in the major team and come back mm. and win the grand final um, uh, two years ago. Uh, Hornby um, had to. Uh, Linwood went through first. Hornby came back and and uh, and broke that uh, six-year winning streak of the uh, sorry five-year winning streak of the Cares in grand finals in an absolute classic at Napur Last year didn't quite work out, although it almost did. The the uh, Panthers had to get to the grand final the hard way, um, and then beaten on the bow by Ben Al-Aliyo, uh try there for the Cares uh, down in another classic at Napur So. Um, hard to say if there's an advantage in going straight through and getting that week off or playing right through but um, I'm sure the coaches will be uh, talking up whichever respective um, path they've taken to the grand final will be the right one.
0: Yeah that's right you can <laughs> yeah yeah, that's exactly tell yourself whatever you need to do to get the job done there's no, no disgrace in that at all. Alright on Sunday at Ngāpūna why Sydenham Wollstone in the uh, women's semi-final 1pm kickoff. Who do you like and why?
3: Yeah, look, I think Sydenham have been the more impressive of the two all season. Um, they've not too far behind the Cares uh, in, the, in that minor premiership race. Uh, they've been very strong. Got some a lot of Canterbury reps in in their lineup, and. Um, they beat the beat the Rams fifty-eight four in June. Um, uh, they drew twenty-eight all in their first clash in May, um, and then the Rams uh, last weekend thirty-six to sixteen over the Swans to take a bit of a psychological edge into this one. So uh, I'm not sure how many players were possibly missing from the Swans team uh, last weekend that might be back um, on Sunday, but. Yeah, well, I'm still picking that the Swans, uh, the more impressive record all year, I think they'll get up and, and force that rematch with the Cares.
0: Alright, we'll be watching that one closely, of course, later on tonight uh, well, we've got the Warriors um, in Hamilton and uh, thanks to the West Tigers bringing that game over, that's quite special and Benji Marshall was on the station this week saying why it mattered so much to him uh, I feel like, do you know what it is almost bizarre that we're not too worried, and new hardcore leagueies will be. You are, you know, you watch and you take everything in your stride during a week of Warriors football. But I feel like there's not that much coverage or intensity around the coverage because we're so okay and we're so it's such a healthy place with our relationship with knowing what the warriors are going to produce which is such a bizarre thing because sometimes you get to this end of the year and it's the other reason there's a bit of apathy towards the warriors because we can't be bothered and we don't really care if we're going to finish 12th or 13th but this time around it's like the opposite it's like okay bring on finals football and i don't know if that's just me and i know cuz you live it and breathe it you might have been you know following on that the nuances so closely this week but do you get what i'm saying a wee bit
3: yeah, absolutely. It's an interesting point you make. Um, to pretty much have their final spot sealed so far out, and and even the top four spot looks at an absolute certainty already. And we're still four rounds to go, which is you know just another element of how incredible this turnaround has been under Andrew Webster. Um, I think also you know it's, it's such a soft draw to to head home. We're playing all teams in the bottom eight, starting last week with the Gold Coast. Um, you know, we just want to get to these big games that are that are ahead of us um, it's obviously a danger and we saw that almost getting tipped up by the Titans last weekend down to 12 men, um, You know, it can be quite dangerous and difficult to play teams that, that you know, don't have a lot to play for or, or are desperate um, for so many games in a row, especially when you're performing at a high level and, and teams are looking to knock you off and you're you, you know, going as heavy favourites, so it is a different type of test for the Warriors um, and certainly a yeah. Very different position for the Warriors to be in, to you know, to to have, have a final spot uh, locked up so far out, but still wanting to maintain that momentum going into September. So yeah, a, dang, a banana skin game in Hamilton for the for the Warriors. I've been talking about it all week, but our, we've got a terrible record around New Zealand, um, at New Zealand venues outside <laughs> Mount Smart. Played thirty three games, only won nine, so tw- uh, one draw, twenty three losses. Uh, we're zero and four in Hamilton. Um, so far, so looking to break the duck there. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, so there's a few hoodoos to overcome. The Tigers have also been fairly solid last week, um, you know, almost almost spoiling it for South and Canberra, who are desperate for wins. Uh, and the Tigers are turning up. They're looking pretty good. We're also seeing it from the Dragons, so um, almost rolled manly. And, um, and last weekend in Parramatta, it's difficult to play some of these teams that are out of contention and, can kind of see the the light at the end of the tunnel um, for the end of the season, and and you know starting to produce some some good footy without that pressure of you know having to having to perform or having to win. So uh, they won't be an easy beat, the Tigers. But I think uh, yeah, it is a new Warriors team. There's a lot of steel there, and I think they'll find a way to get through.
0: Well said, Will. And um, just remember when Kevin Locke snapped himself in half at Lancaster Park. I'm pretty sure we beat the Roosters in the the pouring rain that day. So we've got that one and that's what we will do.
3: There's been some decent moments around the country. Just, yeah, I would like to start improving on that record uh, around New Zealand.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. understand that, mate. Hey, have a great weekend and enjoy the games later on. Uh, Today and tomorrow, it's a wonderful time of year for Canterbury Rugby League and really appreciate your time as always. Will Evans, great chat. Thanks for having me on, mate. Beautiful stuff. Love talking a bit of footy with Will. He is as passionate as they come down in this part of the world around local Canterbury Rugby League. And i tell you what, at SCNZ, we're passionate about this guy because, well... It's fair to say he's one of the world's best. Lucky on the Canary Sports Corner now to be catching up with, oh, he's a great Cantabrian, and he has been his whole life. He has got a big couple of weeks on his cards after a massive effort, the London Diamond League. We caught up with him a couple of weeks ago after that with Ian Smith, and now as the World Athletic Championships in Budapest are are right on the horizon, it's good to catch up with Tom Walsh again. Tom, uh, how are you, mate? Where are you? What are the weather and track conditions up in Europe?
4: <laughs> uh, mate, I'm, I'm really good actually, I'm in the south of France um, Here getting ready for uh, Budapest, which is in you know, 10 days now, I think So uh, we're here with the Kiwi team and also the Aussie team is also based out of here too So it's, a, it's kind of a pretty cool environment to, um, to be in and, uh, and, and nice and warm weather, mate
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, really warm. They they tell me. i oh, just looking at the schedule. The shot put, uh, ten thirty, day one. So not too much waiting around.
4: No, mate, pretty much uh, straight out of the gates. So um, definitely feel like I'm in a really good place at the moment um, with that. So it's uh, yeah, qualifying the final in one day, which should be nice. But uh, yeah, mate, it's uh, it's uh, going to be fun to get back out there and and I guess you know put that black singlet on, which we don't. Generally, get too much of a time. We don't get get to do it too often, so uh, yeah, it's going to be pretty
0: cool. Mate, we spoke to you as I said just um, not too long ago. So you, you pulled you produced this twenty two fifty eight, which was well, you, you were really honest with us. It was mentally really uh, healthy for you to get that, and you were feeling good. W- what has it been like in these last little bits of preparation off the back of that? Have you felt a, a pep in your step? Are you are you still really uh, healthy mentally and you confident?
4: Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with, with where I'm at, I think. Um, as you touched on just then, the mental side so important for me all the time, but um, even now, even more... You know, going into this last week um, before world champs, it's you know I can't really change too much f- physically, but but in terms of mentally, in the top six inches, uh, they can dr- dramatically change, and and um, you know and things like that. So I've just got to be really careful of of uh, the story that I'm telling myself, and and uh, and things like that. And and um, but this is what I'm good at. I'm good at dotting my eyes and crossing my teeth. So it's uh, I'm feeling pretty uh, in a pretty good space mentally right now.
0: No, oh, you sound it too, mate. It's really, really cool to hear. And how? What sort of things have you been doing? Capacity, or are you kind of looking after your body a little bit,
4: mate? I'm um, definitely working at full capacity in terms of, uh, you know, um, intensity of throws. Uh, they're pretty, uh, you know, they're short, shorter sessions at the moment, um, but it's, you know, five or six really high-quality, high-intensity throws, uh, you know, going for it and trying to get used to that uh, timing and, and rhythm and, and so forth, Yeah.
0: And you mentioned that you don't always get the luxury of having your full team around you. Well, I imagine you you do now going into a pinnacle event, and then you've got the benefit of having the other Kiwis and Aussies around in this hub. What does that do for all of the athletes being around like-minded people this close to a a world champs?
4: Oh, it's pretty cool, mate. Like, uh, yeah, I am really lucky. I'm, my physios uh, in the team, my um, sports psychologist is in the team, and obviously my coaches here too. So, um, and not 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 just here for me, but here for the team as well. So, it's pretty cool to have those guys around, um, who you work, you know, so much of the year with, to to kind of share this last little bit um, with them is, is pretty cool. And to have them by by my side if I if I need them for anything, which is good. But uh, no, nah, look, it's um, it's it's. Good also spending time with the other Kiwis. You know, we've got, I think, 19 Kiwis who, who qualified for world champs, which is another great team to have. Uh, good size. And, and uh, there's some young ones, there's some um, excitable ones, and there's some, uh, there's not too many as old. Well, I think I'm the oldest in the team now, which is a little bit
0: concerning. <laughs> it's always a funny day when that, that fat kind of smacks you in the face. You wake up and you, you look around and yeah. you go, oh, it's me. <laughs> yeah, it's
4: sure. It sure is. How did that happen so far? So, uh, you know, there's uh, a few team things that I have to do now, um, being the m- most senior one. Um, but uh, look, it all comes with the territory, mate. And it's, I'm, I'm just very lucky to be able to do that.
0: Uncle Walshy, eh? So that's um, that's yeah. that's, 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 great, that's great stuff, mate. Hey, I, I just, I I know this a, it might be a bit of a delicate question because you don't want to put pressure on yourself but I am really curious because you you mentioned you're getting on this is a a certain stage in your career you're coming off one of your your, I think it's your fourth longest throw in competition like Mm -hmm. you don't get too many opportunities in in sport right and and as you're so aware as you talk about that mental stage like you've got it and then you never know what's going to come next so I mean I guess how big is this event for you in the when you put it in the context of your career Tom?
4: Oh look, it's it's um it's another world champs. I think it's my fifth world champs, which is yeah, it's spanning sp- spanning ten years now, which is a which is a long time. But uh, I I but I'm i I'm, I'm more than happy to keep knocking on the door and keep keep going around in terms of uh, you know another year around around the sun doing what I'm doing and I still love it and so I think as long as I can I'm still be competitive um, and uh, I'm not just making up the numbers I'll keep keep throwing that rock so it's uh, you know as, as you said mate I am getting older but there's no reason why I can't be around my peak uh, if not throwing PBs for the next three or four years for sure so. Um, Yeah, look, I I think it's going to be, it definitely gets more challenging, but it's not to say that it can't be done.
0: Oh, you, you just sound so up for the challenge at the moment though, like you really do and it's um it's cool to see and, and it must be quite energising being able to put a result like you did out in London so I, I totally understand that. Hey mate, before we let you go, I wonder if you've been playing much golf through Europe because I just saw a, a story pop up, Geordie Barrett was talking about the best swingers in the um, in the all black side and then it occurred to me that you've played a golf played golf with a lot of these guys including Daggy and Baz and your old Wednesday gr- crew so do you manage to get much golf in when you're on the road or do You have to leave the sticks at home.
4: Oh look, I um uh I'm not I don't have the luxury of traveling big teams who have excess baggage allowances like uh like they do, so I don't get to take the sticks. But um we try and really get out and and play. We actually played uh yesterday just at a local course here um where we are with uh, a group of the guys which which was good. So um yeah, I, I uh, I'd love to get out more, but uh, also being 135 kgs, uh, you know, walking around the <laughs> course isn't the best thing for you uh, for performance as well. So uh, I've got to be really careful around that.
0: In 40 degree heat, yeah, that's that's a that's a pretty yeah, yeah. good point. It's a pretty good point actually, mate. But um, oh, well, it's uh, just so you know, woke up this morning. It's minus 2.8 in uh, Christchurch City. So just um, think of us. Please, just think of us, and we'll be thinking of, thinking of you, mate. Uh, all the best, Tom. It'll be over short and sweet for you, day one, um, in about a week's time. So all the best, mate. We're, we're rooting for you, and it's really exciting times. Sweet, thanks. Tom Walsh, champion guy, and uh, I think he is nearing something special at this World Athletic Champs. How good was it hearing him say that he's got another few years left in him as well? Outstanding. Right, as we prepare to wrap up the show this morning, and it truly has been wonderful to be with you on the Enterprise Canterbury Sports Corner for another day, who's my Wizard of the Week? Um, last week it was, uh, well... Pfft. You're not going to get a a better cantab than Tane Norton, and uh, we're still, you know, feeling the the uh, heaviness of his departure. So we're thinking of everyone around the Limwood Club still and his family. Um, this week I want to go young. I want to go a youngster who's doing wonderful things, and he actually shared a, a high school with me. He's alumni of uh, Rangiora High School, Kazuma Kabori. Now I would assume you'd heard this name before, but if you haven't, let me put this guy on the map for you. He's my cantab of the week because. He has done something that not many people have. He is over in the United States, and he drained a 20-foot putt, yes, he's a golfer, on the 18th at North Shore Country Club in Glenview, Illinois, to defeat South Africa's Christian Mass by a single shot and the 121st Western Amateur. So this is essentially the second only in significance to the U.S. Amateur in prestige in the States. Uh, Danny Lee, he won that, obviously, back in 2009. Kazuma Kabori is a young cantab. You remember he won that event out of Pegasus a couple years ago. Um, He is a super, super young guy. He is so full of life, and he is absolutely dialing it in. So we're giving him a massive shout-out. He's our Wizard of the Week for that unbelievable 20-foot putt, the clutch, the clutch jeans, Coursing through Kazuma Kabori to get it done in Illinois. Okay, everybody, have a great day. I'm going to come back in just a wee bit and talk to you about the Grand National races, of course, at Rickerton. That's a massive moment for Canterbury as well. Every year it's uh, ingrained in sport and racing in this part of the world, but I've got the whole mail run to do that with you, and then the goodwill later on. Gee, there's a lot of me on a Saturday, isn't there? Loving the Enterprise Canterbury Sports Corner, though, for another day. Have a wonderful weekend. Thanks to all our guests, as always. Jacob, for putting it together. Be back soon.